Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Get your message into the right hands with Canada Post solutions for small business snap ad mail campaigns. Create effective direct mail campaigns in 15 minutes or less. Visit CanadaPost.ca forward slash small business to learn more. A real entrepreneur helping others succeed. This is your host, Rivers Corbett, on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes google play music and wherever else you listen to podcasts you know one of the great things i love about interviewing amazing rock star entrepreneurs from across the planet is what we learn from them and that's why i started go forth garage go forth garage is all about providing you with the resources the coaching the mentorship the programs to help you in your business Just check us out at GoForthGarage.com. That's GoForthGarage.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, it's a Friday when we're having this conversation with Luke Mischek, and I'm just thrilled to have him as my guest on the Startup Canada podcast today. Luke is the Director of Parcels and E-Commerce Integration at Canada Post based in Ottawa. And, you know, nobody knows the challenges and rewards of building an e-commerce business better than Luke. How about that for a setup? A skilled professional with over 20 years of experience in the field of information technology at Canada Post. Luke is an innovator, leader, and executor with a proven uh, ability to provide technology-based solutions to answer business needs. As the Director of Parcels and E-Commerce Integration at Canada Post, his team provides consultation services to hundreds of Canadian merchants every single year to help optimize their e-commerce and shipping operations. Luke has been fortunate to spend a portion of his career in customer service dealing directly with a full spectrum of small to enterprise customers. Having experienced thousands of customers interactions, Luke really has that keen sense of empathy for his customers, a trait provided to the solutions he delivers. And on today's show, we're going to talk to Luke about the A to Z of the e-commerce operations. Welcome to the show, Luke. Hey, thanks very much. Uh, Great to be here. Yeah, so 20 years uh, you've been at this. Can you tell us what is what 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 was happening 20 years ago that we all might have forgotten about that was really like, wow, it was leading edge at that point in time. 20 years ago. Wow. 
um, I think 20 year ago, years ago, I was developing that sense of empathy that you mentioned here, right. working on working on the help desk. It was actually my first job at Canada Post and, and something I recommend. I don't care if you're an executive or just starting in a new company, spending time with your customer service team and spending time on the phones with actual customers is the absolute best thing you can do and certainly uh, very quickly gives you a great sense of empathy. Yeah, was there a common theme that uh, you ran across uh, in that in that area? Because you know, we, when I'm working with entrepreneurs, it, I, I call it a dating game uh, in business and it's all about, as you say, understanding those customers. In your world, what were some common issues that you found yourself being empathetic with with your customers? Yeah, I think at the time it was, uh, it was a lot to do with the basics, just uh, you know how to get uh, how to get a shipping label produced was uh, kind of magic back at the time. So uh, just introducing that concept that uh, you don't have to take a, a pen and write out a label on your on your parcel. You can actually use automated tools was uh, even at the time uh, you know pretty new. So spent a lot of time on the basics and uh, you know. 20 years ago, thinking about the technology at the time, it was also pretty basic uh, itself, right? So uh, an interesting journey and uh, and heard a lot and certainly learned a lot from our customers. Yeah, very cool. So um, uh, I'm, we're going to get into the nuances and so on about how you actually, uh, you know, how your team operates and how you're helping customers and so on. But um, I'm interested from an HR perspective, how do you take that knowledge that you learned in that time period and bring it to your team now uh, beyond hanging out with customers there's there's some other uh other uh, hacks if you want to call it that drive that empathy understanding yeah for sure i think it can be with how you structure your team um, um from 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 you know being on the help desk and, and hearing customers directly to uh then having those same resources contribute to requirements that build uh tools that help those customers right uh, having that having that voice of customer i mean you can have all the analytics you want, but if you actually talk to uh, actually talk to the customers and then have the people that have done that start to develop requirements for, for new tools that help those customers, it's a great transition, a great way to uh, give them exactly what they're looking for. So I'm bridging that gap from starting out with uh, maybe a help desk role into developing requirements and even, even going as, as far as uh, testing those requirements and testing the solution that you put in front of those customers, I think is a really, uh, really great idea. Yeah, well, and congratulations on putting that uh, that process in place. I think a lot of people are, can learn from that about, uh, one, the importance of listening, but also continuing to do that. So um, can you tell me about a Canadian business, uh, and you can call it ABC if you want, uh, that Canada Post has worked with uh, in, in e-commerce that, that one you're really proud of, and another company that you said, this one was really messed up when we got them, and this is what we were able to do. Okay, let's let's start with the first one then. Um, so company, company ABC, let's call them, um, were a great example where um, they were using uh, one of our other services where we were delivering um, uh, magazines for them for, for quite some time, for like 15, 16 years. And uh, when it was time to start their journey online back in 2017, um, you know, we worked with them very closely to help them with, 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 with that task and, and with fulfilling uh, what they were selling online. And uh, we found it really rewarding because um, uh, eventually uh, uh, what, what, what they did is they set up a, a free shipping threshold. It's a very common tactic online, of course, right? So spend, spend 80 bucks or $75 yes. and you'll get free shipping. We helped them determine that, uh, that variable and, and they were kind enough to share some of the results uh, you know, from, from doing so. And 80% 
um, of the customers met that threshold, which is really, really fantastic. It's really um, inviting customers to spend that amount or more, hopefully. Um, and in turn, it helped them drive, uh, uh, these are large numbers, like 550% increase in orders, and almost 500% uh, increase in sales. So, you know, one example of, uh, you know, something that really worked well. Uh, with, um, the second one, let me think of that. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, one, one actual recent uh, example is uh, um, we help our customers with, uh, with integrations. That's kind yes. of the name, name of the game within my group is to uh, is help with uh, making, uh, ma- making shipping more efficient, uh, selling online more efficient. But in this case, um, we had a customer who was integrating directly with our web services and APIs uh, yes. for technology and our services, which is, which is great. I love those ones. Uh, those those interactions and um, they're very proud of of what they did. Let's call this company uh, uh, XYZ and XYZ okay. was, uh, <laughs> did a great job. But uh, it was about thirteen steps to uh, actually produce a shipping label when it should only be only be one. So we wow. worked them for 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 several weeks. Say you know we can we can help you with this if you just kind of do it a different way. And um, uh, at the end of that uh, integration, at the end of that work together, when we did get it down to one step, you know we're shaving you know, uh, hours every day off of uh, their shipping task. And, and when you look at them, you know, you go back and look at them and say, you know, is, is this better? You know, there's a lot of thanks there and a lot of, uh, of appreciation for the work that we do with them because we're, again, uh, shaving hours off their day, worrying about shipping when they really should be just worrying about uh, selling and marketing and merchandising that kind of thing. Yeah, that's brilliant. I appreciate you taking that journey with us. Um, what are the main stages in the back end that a merchant needs to have to go from receiving an order to getting it into the hands of the customer. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big uh, big question and, and and long answer, but uh, I'll summarize a little bit. Okay. Um, first one is definitely understanding um, receiving and managing orders. So uh, understanding right. your, your your selling channel. Maybe we'll spend a bit of time there. Actually, uh, sure. A common thing that, uh, that that startups are are looking to understand is you know where do I where do I sell. Uh, do I choose a, a branded website, you know, myawesomeproduct.com, or do I choose to sell on a marketplace like Amazon? And, um, you know, it really depends on on the requirements. I kind of see that as, uh, you know, if you're selling on a marketplace, it's kind of like uh, you're a tenant in a building, right? So there's a lot of rules. Um, you have to make sure, um, you know, you, you follow those rules. There's content restrictions. There's, there's branding restrictions. Um, but the trade-off, of course, is that there's lots of lots of eyeballs on that uh, on that marketplace. Mm-hmm. There's great opportunities there. You just have to make sure you're playing by their rules because if you don't, then um, uh, you know if you don't fulfill in, in a timely fashion, as an example, and then you risk uh, you know having a having a lesser reputation, and then eventually you risk uh, maybe being you know kicked out of that product category altogether. So um, you know marketplaces are a great great place to start out, uh, but you have to make sure that you're playing by by their rules. Now you could also choose the the branded website uh, route, uh, you know myosandproduct.com, uh, where you would go to somebody like Shopify or Big Commerce or somebody that specializes in that. And you have a bit more leniency. You can you can do whatever you want in those pages, right? You can put uh, videos. You can do all the branding you wish. Um, uh. it's the same consequences there, really. It's just self-implied. Um, where if you're not fulfilling on time, um, you know, uh, customers aren't aren't getting what they what they want, and they want really really fast fulfillment. Um, so depending on what you're looking for, you can choose one of those two paths. Or what we're seeing, uh, what was really popular these days is is merchants are choosing both. Uh, they don't want to miss right. out on the opportunity that that the marketplace presents, but they also want to make sure that they have a rich branded experience on their own uh, branded website. So more and more, we're seeing merchants uh, choose both options. So just a little bit of time on on the, sort of the first step, but uh, after that, you know, once you've actually made a sale and sold something, you have to understand where it is and where to go to find it, and that's where your uh, your selling channel 
uh, can, can help. So if you're selling on, you know, if you're selling on Amazon, for example, there's an Amazon seller's portal where you can find out where your where your orders are and manage them and, and shipping labels and that kind of thing. If you're selling on PrestaShop or 3D Cart, um, they offer the same kind of functionality. And one of the really cool things that we've seen um, in the past uh, uh, little while is um, shipping system platforms are uh, have adapted to this, where even if you sell on, let's say, your own branded website and two or three different marketplaces, these uh, shipping platforms such as ShipStation or Ordoro or OrderCup, they'll actually um, speak to the APIs from each one of those selling channels and pull it into one interface. Uh. So now you can just uh, go to one place and do all your fulfillment, and it's really consolidated. You get your proper rates and that kind of thing. So um, you know, our, our, our amazing partners have really listened to what's happening in the marketplace and have adapted to it and are producing some really interesting functionality, really interesting solutions for us. I'm, I'm glad you talked about the uh, the, par- the partner piece because, you know, my, I, when I speak to entrepreneurs, I always remind them that, uh, I remind them about a few things, but one of them is that business is a team sport and you just talked about your amazing partners. Um, in, in my view, and maybe there's a different play here, you have partners like Shopify who want to use your services and then you have uh, uh, um, uh partners that are technical companies that you want to buy from how do you process what's the procurement process if you want to you know the the evaluation process that you go through for the tech companies and also then how do you work with companies like shopify to making sure that uh, that they're getting what they need so that they can ultimately provide their customers your customers what they need yeah, it's all about it's all about value to to the end merchant, and and if if you're working with a, a great partner, they understand that as well, right? It's all about understanding what the uh, the merchant is looking for, and uh, if you can combine the value proposition from the selling channel, such as Shopify, with the the the, the, the value that's that we provided, um, um, you're gonna you're gonna have a fantastic relationship. Um, so it's really about just appreciating the uh, the value within within each. Um, we have yet to come across a partner that's. Uh, you know, doesn't understand that right. to, to help the merchants. And, and that's really uh, you know, the, the basis for a lot of those partnerships. Yeah, very cool. Well, it's a, it's a, as you, and you do appreciate it's a game sport. And so, uh, sorry, it's a, it's a, it's a game that can also be a sport, but you need to make sure that, uh, you've got the right players on your team in order to, uh, in order to win every single day. So, uh, congratulations on doing that. Um, what are some common pain points for e-commerce merchants that you've heard from, uh, that, uh, Canada Post has worked to solve? So I, I think the best way to answer that question is um, our, our merchants are, are, are really smart and, and really intelligent, intelligent, pardon me, about their business. And they want to give their shoppers, um, you know, their intern, their customers, what, uh, what they're looking for. And, and um, you know, although we have we have large opinions uh, here at Canada Post and how things should work in the e-commerce space, um, uh, we want to show up with, with actual data uh, to back those opinions. And we spend a lot of time... Um, uh, with, with with consumers and understanding their habits and understanding the optimal um, customer experience. So, right. you know, when we show up and uh, and we talk about, you know, it's really important to have um, an expected delivery date as part of your checkout process. Um, you know, that matches up with what our what our merchants are asking us. It's like, how do we how do we do that? Uh, because we know it's important because our customers are asking us for it. So, you know, we'll show up and say, well, I'll throw a, a stat at you if you don't mind. So, 67% of shoppers. Um, have abandoned a cart or avoided a retailer because, so, you know, um, um, the delivery dates are, are not present. So <clears throat> that, that's really compelling and, and gives a good reason why to, to, to fix that, that particular issue. So, you know, we're not just showing up with opinions, we're showing up with, with actual data. 
So, so that's definitely one of them. Uh, shipping costs in the cart is another one that uh, that we've solved for and, and helped with. So, you know, it's really difficult to complete a purchase uh, when you're checking out of a cart if you don't know how much it's going to cost for shipping. And 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 sometimes that seems obvious to some, but to others, it's it's really not. And I still see lots of carts out there that don't do that very well. So. Just a few examples of the pain points that we see coming from uh, from merchants. What's your opinion um, for for uh, clients that may be leaning into this conversation now, and the shipping included in the price or not having shipping included in the price? How do you advise clients on on strategically developing a strategy around that? Yeah, um, I mean, my my preference is uh, you know both. both uh, uh, advising as a shopper, because we're all shoppers here as well, is, is not to do that yes. and, and to try and use the, the threshold method to try and balance out the cost, right? It's super competitive uh, in, in the Canadian marketplace and and playing with costs in that way is it can be dangerous. It can, it can you know, uh, make your product too expensive and people won't buy it. So, uh, right. you know, typically a better tactic to use is, is the threshold, is the free shipping with, with a threshold as opposed to trying to blend in some of that, uh, some of that shipping cost. But, you know, it really depends on your business. I, we know lots of businesses do that, depending on how unique your product is. Uh, but if you're selling a commoditized product that everybody else sells and you're, and you're, and you're trying that tactic, it's going gonna, it's gonna to result in uh, maybe some lost sales. Luke, um, you're in the world of innovation. Um, and, you know, you're, but you're with an organization that's been around a long time and innovation has gone in, gone and come at many different levels associated with that. How do you, as the leader of your department, in, instill a culture of innovation with your team so that they're, you know, they're, they're constantly trying to push the edge when it comes to serving that innovation agenda? I love that question. Um, so late late last year, um, um, thanks to thanks to really fantastic leadership here at Canada Post, we were able to um, we were able to try something a little bit different, and, and we actually put together an e-commerce um, innovation lab uh, cool. where we could bring customers in. Um, it could be customers who are established. It could be customers who are kind of kicking the tires on on going online. Maybe they've had a retail store for some time but wanted to start their journey online. Where we can bring them in and and just experiment and say, you know, what would it look like if um, you know, you want with this, this this selling channel or that selling channel, so they can get an idea of, of what it's like, or maybe even solving specific problems around packaging, or you know, how do I how do I print a thermal label, right? So if, if you haven't done it before, that's uh, that's kind of a, a tricky thing to understand. Um, so, was, so we put that together, and my team uh, administers that and, and looks after it. And we've had uh, several clients in to uh, help them. So that's 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 uh, part A of my answer. The, the other part of my answer that. Uh, I wanted to share with you is some feedback we have from a rather large Canadian uh, merchant uh, uh, a little while ago, and that uh, they felt like we were acting like a, a 200 year year old startup. Compliments you can ever ever receive, right? And when, when I hear that, when the, when the teams in marketing hear that, when, when when you know the executives hear that, it's just fuel to our fire to continue down the road, Ron, and uh, you know continue to be innovative in this space for sure. Yeah, that's so brilliant. I love it. It is, and it is a great comment. Compliment, sorry. So, um, when if if someone's starting in the e-commerce world, what are some of the uh, roadblocks that you would that most entrepreneurs face that actually prevent them from getting on e-commerce? Is it is it physical? Is it uh, you know psychological? Uh, what are some common reasons why is, ah, I'm not going to go into that, and that you folks help them get over? Yeah, I think uh, there's three things there. So the first is trying to do everything all at once. 
Um, we, we have uh, uh, lots of uh, lots of merchants come to us with with really really vast uh, plans, and that, and that's great. But uh, they're sort of stuck on on how to move forward on that first step. So uh, you know we, you know we advise looking at this uh, as more of a roadmap. So have a backlog of things that you want to do and, and plot them on a roadmap. You know there's awesome tools online like Trello. Um, uh, throw a Kanban board together inside of Trello and get your your backlog set up. Get the next things you're going to do set up, and uh, and then get going on it kind of thing. So. You know, trying to get it done all at once is, is a difficult thing, especially if you're if you're just starting up. So that, that's kind of the first thing. The second thing I'll say is try to do it all yourself. Yeah, right. um, a lot of, uh, you know, 10 years ago, if you're uh, 20 years ago, if you're yeah. asking me that question, you know, finding somebody who's going to help you with uh, putting together your own website 20 years ago would be a costly endeavor. Whereas these days, you know, it's, it's a monthly charge in your credit card. Yes. Kind of thing. So, you know, do you really want to worry about building your own e-commerce website, worrying about credit card and PCI compliance? Or do you want to pay the, you know, the... The, the affordable cost of, of a selling channel um, that's uh, you now it's going to take care of all that kind of stuff for you. So, you know, try not to do everything yourself. Uh, there's, there's great partners out there. And then, of course, have an eye for the future. Um, there are lots of uh, um, sort of smaller websites out there with zero inventory on them. So you, it's kind of an indication that, uh, you know, they started, but they, you know, they either found success or, 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 or didn't. And if they did find success, they weren't able to, to keep up with it. So, you know, what is that next step if you start to find success? Is it a slightly larger warehouse? Are you moving from, you know, your garage to something slightly larger? Um, you know, what is that next step for you? And then and, and can you keep that, uh, you know, keep that top of mind while, while you're doing everything else? That. Um, so tell me, uh, what do you do, Luke, to prepare yourself to lead your team? Uh, great question. Um, I really, I really believe my leadership um, um, principle is, is to give, uh, give my people wings. So to try and give them the, the, the freedom to think uh, to make mistakes, uh, you know, try, try, try 20 times and, uh, you know, try something new 20 times. And, uh, you know, if that, that, that last time you get it right, I think that's, that, that's a huge win. And, and to try and give people as many opportunities, opportunities as possible to, to move forward with their careers is, is kind of, kind of what I look like. So, you know, one of the things, Luke, is that uh, we're going to continue to have the ability to have people listen to this podcast and the things that we've learned about uh, e-commerce from our conversation. But besides besides this uh, this conversation, there's some other resources that Canada Post has that can train people, uh, can educate people on the on the whole area of e-commerce and and uh, and how to uh, ultimately use it to the benefit of their business. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so we spend a, a lot of time and energy um, on putting uh, guides together. We have a full uh, set of uh, webinars that we do several times a year, and uh, all, all of which that are uh, available on our website. Uh, we have a, a blog series, um, and I'll also highlights uh, that we have um, what we call our Grow Conference across the uh, across the country. Uh, that's in its second year, and I was I was so privileged to be part of the uh, the first Grow series where we we showed up in uh, uh, six or seven different Canadian cities. Uh, including including in the north, and, and talked about um, uh, you know uh, tips and tricks and and methods to uh, to be successful in, in e-commerce. So um, you know I, I heard from very very you know just people starting up to to established businesses uh, asking questions on everything from from shipping to to you know increasing uh, conversion in their carts and, and reducing cart abandonment and that kind of thing. And uh, lots of lots of effort spent on on, on speaking directly with. Uh, uh, smaller e-commerce businesses for sure. 
you know, it's interesting. You talk about the North. The, one of the great startup communities in uh, with Startup Canada is in, in Whitehorse, and and we're having more and more conversations about how the North can can uh, finally be able to play in this in this commerce world now without necessarily having the distribution issues that they would have had before. Um, can you talk a bit about uh, how e-commerce is helping people in remote areas? Yeah, I was I was privileged to uh, to be able to visit as part of the Entrepreneur North program. I love it. Yeah, part uh, of the Ties Canada. Um, I was in a Calibut last year, speaking to a cohort of eight um, individuals, and, and and just had the the, the most amazing experience uh, talking about e-commerce and and how it's different, of course, uh, shipping from the north, and, and had some great conversations about uh, different techniques to uh, to, for example, use drop shipping. So, yes, um, yes. you know, continue to develop your products uh, where you are. But when it comes time for, for distribution, maybe it's uh, it, maybe it's sending uh, you know a large number of those products to um, uh, what's called a third party logistics company or 3PL in, in Toronto. So um, the, the cost isn't so prohibitive um, sending from the north. So, um, you know, lots, lots of ideas uh, talked about there. And one of the individuals was actually already doing that, which was was was, was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Lots of lots of possibilities there. For sure. That's cool. So, um, what's the what's the next uh, year to two years look like uh, in e-commerce and uh, that whole arena of e-commerce from uh, from you as the director? Um, not necessarily specifically related for Canada Post, but just your vision and with your experience, where do you think it's going in the next couple of years? Okay. Um, great question. So, so marketplaces is definitely. Um, uh, vertical marketplaces, that is, it is definitely becoming more and more popular. So historically, we've seen, um, you know, the rise of horizontal marketplaces uh, with eBay and Amazon, where you can buy, you know, basically anything, right? It goes across all product categories. Yes. But seeing uh, vertical marketplaces that, uh, um, you know, that, that, that focus on specific product categories uh, are becoming really, really easy to start up thanks to companies like Miracle and, and others. Um, so, so it actually presents a different uh, way to think if you're, if you're an entrepreneur or a startup. Whereas, you know, traditionally you're kind of thinking, you know, what am I going to sell? What's my product or what's my set of products that I'm going to sell? Whereas in the future, you'll be able to think about, you know, what's my product category? Um, so, you know, maybe you're in love with, with, with sporting goods. And how am, I, how am I going to invite other entrepreneurs to participate on my marketplace? Uh. Bit of a different way of, of thinking, but we're seeing, we're seeing that more and more in, in our industry. I think that's part A of my question. And uh, um, I was dialed into the, uh, to the Magento conference that was, uh, that was earlier this year. And I couldn't believe how many of their um, their partners were into um, things like AI and uh, and even uh, augmented reality, where you're not just looking at a, a chair online, but you can you can you, you can place the chair you know in your front room kind of thing. You can see how it looks cool. really really becoming popular. Um, I gotta think. I, I got to think, Luke, that the uh, also the you know the, the the real estate of business is changing quite significantly. Do you, in your experience, see uh, a lot more of you know you, we talked about the basement entrepreneur? Do we see a lot more of the basement entrepreneur happening now because of e-commerce versus opening up a shop and then also including e-commerce as part of the platform? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, as I mentioned before, be- because it's just so easy um, to uh, to put together, uh, you know, a, a branded website. Um, I- I've done it myself uh, many, many times, and uh, you know, it's I- I'm not uh, uh, I'm not overstating by, by by saying it's 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 literally within a couple of days. Um, if you have your 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 pictures ready to go and they're you know of high quality and your descriptions ready to go, 
um, you can be taking payment uh, very, very quickly in a matter of a couple of days. So you don't really have to worry about you know, as part of your uh, your startup plan, you know, where, I'm, where am I going to sell yes. um, as opposed to worrying about real estate. Um, so you can, you know, test out your product and see if it works. And if it doesn't, then you can move on to something else. So because it's just so easy, the technology is so easy to uh, to spin up. Um, we're definitely seeing lots lots of that. Yeah, and, and of course, forget it, for, and, and let's not forget about eliminating the overhead associated with running this, these uh, bricks and mortars organizations, which I love the fact is that yeah, now you can divert those costs into doing the research that you just referenced so the customer gets served better, and of course, the efficiency of the operation is uh, is further enhanced. Um, how does, uh, I, I kind of want to end the conversation with the journey that our listeners can take in connecting with Canada Post and your e-commerce uh, strategics uh, advisory and solutions and so on. Walk through the experience of the beginner e-commerce person and how they connect with you folks and what they can expect as part of that journey of becoming a uh, an initial customer, but then also a long-term customer of Canada Post. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Um, so, so we spend a lot of time and effort on, on our website, as I mentioned. Great, great resource to, to, to go on and research. We have a lot of really fantastic guides uh, on there that you can you can check out as part of our resource pages. Um, uh, you know, if, if, it, if it comes time to uh, have a conversation, we would love to talk to you. Um, and, and what we'll do is maybe pass along. Uh, we have both a, a web form that you can fill in and we'll give you a, we'll give you a call back or there's even an 800 number that we have. Um, give, give us a call and, and we'd love to talk to you. And, uh, you know, we'd love to bring you into our to our innovation lab and, and see if we can have a conversation there if need be. So uh, definitely there's there's lots of ways to reach out to us uh, where we're here. We'd love we'd love to talk to you. Cool. So, what's the best way to do to start with that? Is it uh, what's what's the website address that they would call, or and and or the uh, the one eight hundred number? Yeah, sure. Canapost.ca slash contact an expert. Okay. Would be would be the form that we have and Love it. Uh, one and one eight six six two eight two. Seven one six nine. Just kind of flows off your uh, your tongue, doesn't it, my friend? I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I love that CanadaPost.ca uh, slash uh, ask the expert. I love uh, contact, contact contact an expert. Contact <laughs> an expert. I'm glad I asked it then. Very cool. Well, Luke, do you have any uh, lasting comments uh, that you'd like to uh, provide us uh, from this great journey of of learning about e-commerce, learning about the the evolution of it, learning about the uh, the tricks and the nuances of about being successful, and a little bit of an insight into the future? Anything else that we've missed? Do you think is important for for our entrepreneur listeners to uh, to learn about? Yeah, more than anything else, just uh, evolution is a good word. I was going to say roadmap, um, yep. you know, it, because it's a plan, right? It doesn't just, right. it just happen. Um, put put all of your tactics uh, down on a piece of paper, or, or like I said, get them into get them into a tool like Trello or something, and get everything down, everything that you want to want to do, everything that you aspire to do, and then start to sort through them, to start to prioritize them, and then just get to it and get busy and, and get them done, kind of thing. That's the, probably the best advice and the most often provided advice that that I have to give to a young startup. Fantastic, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Luke. It's been a real privilege to get to know you and more about Canada Post. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, I know our audience will be leaning in to connect with you and your team and uh, and helping them grow. And, and I would imagine by the, this is being recorded in August, so it's best to get started now if you're particularly looking at the uh, at the, uh, the Christmas time period. Is that fair to say? Oh, that is very fair to say. That is a, that is a very huge deal. So if you can get get going before uh, um, you know before uh, Black Friday, that would be a, a great a great event. 
Right on, right on. Thank you very much, my friend. It's been a real, uh, real pleasure having a conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. 